0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Better Than Yesterday podcast. Thank you guys for joining me this week. Shout out to all my Eastern peeps who remember Van Weigel starting every single class off with that. My guest this week is Paige Johnson. This was an awesome interview. It was a really fun time. Paige actually thought we were recording as soon as we hopped on the Zoom call. So I actually had to stop her and say, hang on, uh, stop telling the story. Let's just save it for the podcast and we'll start recording there so that's why there's not much of an intro. Paige is a competitive bodybuilder, and she's also a health and wellness coach for females. She got her business started during the pandemic, so I thought it was really cool to reach out to her, see what it was like starting a business, starting coaching, and everything in between. Without further ado, here is Paige Johnson. Yeah, so you you sign up with a coach, and then what's like the next step after that?
1: Yes. Yeah, um, so I signed up with a coach. His name is Tavish Steele. He owns uh, Steelhouse Nutrition in Westchester. And, and he taught me like the ins and outs of bodybuilding. So that's kind of like what got me interested in coaching as well. Um, but we did a 20 week prep. I wanted to put on muscle before I actually like went into the cut. So it was like, a very strict 20 weeks of like being on a meal plan. And I'm someone who's very like regimented and I like everything to be structured. So like having a meal plan, like that wasn't an issue for me. Workouts weren't an issue for me Um, until like the very end, probably like five or six weeks out. You just have like little to no energy and you just feel so drained. Um, And I feel like during prep, like you have to have that mindset of like going all in because it like is a job. Like I remember waking up at like five 30 to do cardio I would go to school. I would do work. I would probably go home to eat and then come back to lift and then cardio. So it's literally like a full-time job.
0: Is, is 20 weeks like typical or do most people do less than that?
1: Um, I think most people normally do 12 to 16 weeks, but for me personally, cause I did want to put on more muscle. I was like, okay, let's just do the longer amount. Um, so I didn't have a problem with doing 20 weeks but once it got to like 5 6 weeks out I was just completely drained. But I just remember like I would tell myself like on cardio or something I would just like have my headphones on, head down and be like let's fucking do this. <laughs> like you have a goal and I would just envision myself like on stage winning. Um, so that definitely helped. But yeah, prep is it's tough and you have to have the mindset right to go into it.
0: Did you ever like lose the drive or desire to get up on stage, like those five to six weeks out when you're just like dead? Are you just like, I want to quit this. I want to, I just want to be done with it.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I would say probably, yeah, it was probably during the five or six weeks. I was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Cause I mean, obviously, you know, like your, your food is low, your cardio is high and you're just burning like everything out of you. Um, And there was one point where I was like, yeah, I just, I just don't want to do this. But luckily I had like a great support system and they're like, just fucking do it. You like you, you've made it this far. And I was like, okay, but yeah, it's definitely hard.
0: Yeah. I've never done any, I like, I've done bodybuilding training, obviously like, you know, your typical bro session, stuff like that. But I guess it's hard, like, especially 20 weeks and it's like, you get up on stage. How long were you actually on stage for?
1: Um, so the whole show was probably i mean it's the it's the it's different than being on stage and like being in the actual show because you're probably on stage maybe for like two minutes maybe like three times depending on how many classes you sign up for but yeah like you work 20 or 16 weeks just to be up on on stage for like two minutes but it's very rewarding like i remember stepping up on stage and i was like yeah like this is what i want to do it's just like a very um It's like it's like a weird feeling. You just feel like you're accomplished.
0: What do you think the hardest part was? Like, was it diet? Was it um, sleep? Nutrition? Um, Not nutrition again. But like training. Like, what's the hardest part you think?
1: Um, for me, I think I I was just like so honed in that nothing was like super super difficult. But maybe like towards the end, it was the endless cardio because you know, I would wake up and do it at 530. And then again, at like eight or nine o'clock, and it was maybe like 45 minute sessions. And that depends on, you know, different people, their body uh, metabolism and stuff. But yeah, cardio definitely like got the best of me. I hate cardio to begin with. So that's not my friend, but we made it we got it through.
0: What were you doing? Like Sarah master treadmill walking?
1: Yeah, in the morning I would do Stairmaster for like 45 minutes. And this was like towards the end of prep. Um, So I would do like faster cardio for 45 minutes. And then my lift at night would normally be like an hour and a half, two hours. And then I would do maybe like another 30 or 45 minutes. So I was dead.
0: (laughs) That's brutal. I challenge like anyone listening, just even no matter what type of fitness you're into, just get on the Stairmaster for 45 minutes. Like that will, I feel like that'll just crush you.
1: It's like a love hate relationship. I like you, you just don't want to go looking at it. But then once you're on there, and you're like, once you get down, you're like, Okay, yeah, it's it's good. I did it. But 45 minutes on there. Like, yeah, I challenge you to do that. Because that's freaking hard.
0: So okay, so after the show, um, well, one, how would it go? Like, how was how was the actual show day?
1: Showday was really it was really good. It was exciting. Um so I went in 3 classes, but I placed 4th in only one of them. So it was definitely an experience and I actually am doing another one next year. Um but it was good. It's it's cool being around people who have the same type of mentality as you.
0: Yeah, and I guess like everyone put in the work to get there. I guess that, like no does anyone step on stage and like aren't in shape at all?
1: So Yeah, (laughs) some people. Um, I think that's more like the beginner. So, like, some of the people in my classes kind of were in that area, I would say. Um, But as you get to more of like the pro level, obviously they're just like completely shredded.
0: Yeah. And it's just like every single person is doing that cardio session in the morning, doing that lift at night, eating the same shit day in and day out. (laughs) What did you, what were your meals like during that time?
1: Um, towards the, oh, in the beginning, it was normally like eggs and oatmeal for breakfast. And then my second and third meal would normally be like a protein, um, maybe rice and a vegetable. And then dinner would normally be the same thing. But like towards the end, like all of your carbs get cut out for the most part for me. Exactly. Um, I'm, I think the only carbs I had at the end were maybe vegetables and like a rice cake, <laughs> like compared to what I eat now. Like that's insane
0: yeah so you actually you do want to step back on stage after that experience
1: i do so the reverse dieting was the thing that like held me back because that was super difficult and um like after being in prep for so long like i didn't want to be on a meal plan and i remember my coach sending me an email and he's like okay the the show was on saturday he's like okay starting monday like you have a new meal plan and i was like what like I had no i like I didn't even process it um so like going back into that, like I didn't want to be on a meal plan, and I just like kind of fell off of it a little bit, but um, right now, I'm with him to put on more muscle and speed up my metabolism that way I can like increase my calories uh so I won't have to cut at such a severe like deficit, you know,
0: yeah, my buddy Matt Lee, who was on the show a while back, he said the day after the show. So I think he competed on Saturday and he weighed himself on Sunday and was like 30 to 40 pounds up. It was like absolutely insane.
1: Yeah, I remember the week after, I think I was like, it was either a week or two weeks. I was like 30 pounds up and I was like, oh my, or no, no, 15 pounds up. And I was just like, like crazy. But it was mostly just like water and sodium because your body's just not used to eating that large amount.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And it's, it's like you think, bodybuilding should be like healthy, but it's, it's a sport and it's really not healthy. Like the, especially yeah. the people you see on the Olympia stage, like those guys aren't, they're, they're jacked and they're cut and they have veins everywhere, but that's not, that's not what the everyday person should be striving for.
1: Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people like look at them and they're like, Oh, I want that. But it's, it's just not sustainable for anyone. Like I, looking back at what I ate, I would, I would not be able to eat that. Like I'm eating probably twice maybe three times the amount of what I was eating yeah it's not it's definitely not a healthy sport I would say but it's it's something that gets you severely like motivated and it just pushes you to your limits I think it's really cool
0: yeah the discipline aspect I think anyone who gets on stage like you it takes it takes a lot I think um it's something that I mean not just bodybuilding, but I think everyone should have a date on the calendar to compete where if it's a 5k, it's a weightlifting competition. It's a, it's a game or whatever, but like you just have something where it's like, okay, I have to put in a certain amount of work or I'm just not going to be ready for this thing.
1: Yeah. It's a goal. And you like, no matter what it is, whether it's like hitting a PR in the gym, or like you said, a 5k, like, as long as you have a goal written somewhere, like I personally like to write them out the way I see it every day um it just makes you work harder to achieve that goal you know
0: what type of practice do you do do you like stick them on your on your mirror or something
1: um i journaled a bit especially during quarantine but i still like yeah i would like write something on a sticky note put it on my wall um like i'm big into the law of attraction i'm not sure if you're familiar with that Mm -hmm. um like manifestation and stuff like that so like if i see something as a reminder I'll subconsciously like work harder to get to that goal and it does work. I I think it's really cool.
0: Yeah, for sure. And we were talking a couple days ago and you mentioned like before the whole quarantine situation, you were just working, you were essentially a normal person. You're on Instagram, just posting whatever. And then you decided to make a change. So what, what was your thought process going through that and how's it changed?
1: Yeah. So before covid um i had three jobs just working like paycheck to paycheck and obviously like no one wants to do that um and then once Covid hit like i lost all my jobs i didn't get anything from the government so that just kind of like hit hard um and it kind of like made me sit with my thoughts and be like okay like what am i gonna do because obviously like you're stuck in quarantine i think maybe it was like what four months or something um and I just had to like sit and be like, okay, like, what am I going to do? And one of my previous online coaches, she released a like an online course on how to start your online business. And I currently had maybe like a little over a grand in my account and her um, business course was like exactly a grand. And I kind of like went back and forth and I was like, do I do this? Do I not? Because, you know, either you invest in yourself and you succeed or devil's advocate, you don't succeed and you only have like maybe 60 bucks in your account. Um, so I kind of went back and forth with that for a while. And then I decided to invest in myself because I was like, okay, like you got to spend money to make money. And it was probably the best choice I made. I started right at the beginning of COVID. Um, I went through the whole course and maybe I would say like three weeks and it's like a 10 week course. So I spent like, all of my time doing that. And then I started my business, I would say about a month and a half later. So right now I've been coaching for about 4 months or so. But yeah, definitely it was like on a whim, but I've been wanting to coach for a while.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I think like for for anybody the hardest part is getting started. It's that first that first post that you put out that says like, "Hey, I'm taking on clients." Yeah. Was there was there like what came up with you? Were you were you scared? Were you nervous? Did you think you were gonna lose followers? Like what happened?
1: It's definitely nerve wracking because you know, my social media was something that I just put up for fun. Like I didn't put any like barely put any workout videos or pictures or anything. Um and I remember I think the first post I did was posting about my blog. So I started a blog about, you know, myself recipes, I put my coaching up on there. And I actually just got a ton of positive feedback. So that kind of like fueled me to keep going. Um, But yeah, I knew this is what I wanted to do. So even if I got negative feedback, I had in my head, like I wasn't going to let it get to me.
0: Yeah, I think like that's everyone's fear. And I talked about this on, on the last podcast, like everyone is so afraid of getting the haters. But like. You unless you're you've been doing something for a really long time and you're super good at it, you're just not gonna get anybody to make fun of you. Like, what's the worst that can happen? You don't get any clients or people say you suck. Like, that's literally the worst thing that could possibly happen, and it probably won't. Like, you'll probably you know even if it's your mom that signs up, even if it's one of your best friends, like you still. I think we all have that support, or maybe you don't have that support, but like it's just a lot easier than people think we we're always our toughest on ourselves and think that we're not good enough or we're not qualified and it's all bullshit like in my yeah, opinion
1: you just got to put every, like have your goal in mind like we were talking about and just just work for it don't let other people or or things get in the way of that cuz if you do then it's like you're not going to succeed
0: So you, so I saw from your Instagram that you're mostly coaching women and you're prioritizing gut health. So why women and why gut health?
1: So women primarily, just because I obviously relate with them more, um, and women tend to be like more open. And I feel like that's like a great way to kind of like lead in on conversations and really like resonate with them. Um, and gut health i actually had um gut and digestive issues for about like three years it was just like constant bloating every day i went to i would say like four or five doctors and they had no idea what was wrong um so that kind of like triggered my mind into getting more into that like aspect of things so i did research on my, my own Um, and oddly enough, like none of them figured it out, but I found out I was intolerant to like wheat, gluten, dairy, soy, pretty much like anything. Um, and so I started learning more about digestion, gut health, and I actually went through a course, um, by the brand called seed, which is like a symbiotic company. Um, so they are really, really into that as well. So I do preach you know, having a healthy gut, making sure you're prioritizing that because if you don't, like you're not going to uh, process the nutrients properly and you're just not going to really like enjoy life too. Because if your gut isn't happy, you're not happy.
0: How do you know? Like, I I guess like for me, because I think a, a lot of people, especially now, like we're seeing a lot of people are super unhealthy. So how do you know that you're not feeling good? Like, what are the signs, especially with the gut? Like, how do you, how can you tell with a client?
1: So, I mean, there's a ton of signs. Um, you could be feeling sluggish. You can not be getting enough sleep. Uh, a lot of stress can actually trigger gut and digestive issues. Um, but this can also relate into your nutrition and your diet, obviously. So like high sugar or processed foods aren't going to digest as well if you're not getting enough fiber. Um I know people should be getting like 25 to 30 grams of fiber a day. And a lot of clients that come to me maybe eat like seven grams. So that's definitely something that like, once we make this switch, it's like maybe in a week or two weeks, their inflammation is down like tremendously. Um, also water plays a big role as well. So if you're not getting enough water, you can actually be more bloated. And a lot of people think the opposite. Like if I drink a ton of water, I'm just gonna feel like disgusting and like very bloated. But if you drink more water, it actually flushes all the toxins out and makes you just less bloated, flat. You feel good.
0: Do you feel like women, you have to do like an unlearning process of eating more food and, and eating more nutrient dense foods isn't going to make you bulky, isn't going to, you know, get you huge. Is that something that you have to go through?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I've had all the clients that have come to me so far. Um, a lot of them don't, eat a lot. So I would say maybe like twelve hundred calories. And that's like what a toddler should be eating. So that's like a huge red flag. Um and a lot of them think, you know, like eating a lot of carbs are gonna make me fat. Like there's so there's such a negative emphasis on carbs. Um so I have to like teach them, you know, if you do eat more and you implement it in the correct way, you're going to lose that body fat that you want to lose. You're gonna lean up, you're gonna gain muscle. Um, And I actually do provide like a flexible dieting ebook for them as well. So they can see, you know, what they can implement in their diet to make them feel and look the best that they want to be.
0: That's awesome. How did you uh, do the process of, of an ebook? Like, I feel like you're just so far ahead. Like you've only been doing this stuff since March. You have an ebook, you're working with clients. So, so yeah, like, what was the process like with that?
1: Um, I've always been very like artistic. So like even in like high school, middle school, I was very like on the, on the artistic side. Um, so there's a website called Canva that you can create like Instagram posts, you can do eBooks, you can do, um, emails, just anything like creative you can do on there. And it's super, super easy. So I create all of my eBooks on there Um, And they do have templates, but I kind of create my own to put like a little spin on it. But yeah, that's the, that's the stuff that I enjoy.
0: That's awesome. Would you ever like do that as well? Like any graphic design or stuff like that?
1: I've thought about it, like creating um, different posts for different companies. Uh, But right now the coaching is like the main priority, but I, I have thought about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think there's just so many opportunities out there. Like we, especially during this time, a lot of people found out that their, their safe job isn't so safe anymore. And it's like, there's all these websites and I use Canva basically every day for Instagram content for YouTube stuff. And it's a game changer, but like, what do you say to somebody who's like, Oh, I've never done any of this stuff before. Like, I I can't figure out how to do that. I'm not good with the internet. What do you tell those people?
1: I mean, there's so much out there to like research, whether it be Google, YouTube, or like sign up for like a course like I did. Um, And it doesn't have to cost anything. You can there's a ton of free courses out there. Um, Yeah, you can do a ton of research for, for whatever you want to get into.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just like, it's just so like, it kind of blows my mind when people are like, kind of just sitting on their thumb during this time, like not doing anything. And it's like, any ideas that you have, you can realistically put them into practice and be doing something today, literally today.
1: Especially during this time, like, for me, I just didn't want to sit down and do nothing like you have so much time, you have this opportunity. So just why not take it and do something and run with it, you know?
0: So do you have to go back to your jobs? Have you had to gone back to any of them?
1: Um, so at the time, my three jobs were a restaurant job, I was meal prepping on the side for people. And then I had a job at a gym. So I got rid of the restaurant and meal prepping and I do part time at a gym right now. Um, And then I also have the online coaching and school. So hopefully, the goal is by the end of um, December, when I graduate to just take the coaching full time.
0: How do you balance it all? Especially like being online, you're probably getting DMs, getting texts all the time. Is there anything you do personally to keep yourself sane?
1: Um, Organization is just key for me. Uh, I use Google Calendar. I'm not sure if you do, but like you can color coordinate everything, just like any Zoom calls or anything, they automatically sync to your Google Calendar. So everything is just put in there. Um, I'm also big on taking notes. I also have like a planner. So I do both like, online and like physical note taking. I just have to have like a lot set in stone so I can like physically see it. But yeah, organization is like a huge, huge thing for me.
0: Yeah, I'm terrible at that because I started doing like just writing it down on on sticky notes or index cards and then I lose <laughs> them and then I'm like, was it four o'clock? Was it two o'clock? Like I I always forget that type of stuff.
1: Yeah. And especially like when you have like say you get a zoom call or something like I automatically just put it in right then and there or else like you like I would just automatically forget
0: yeah I started doing that like as soon as I make an appointment it goes I just use the phone calendar that's been easy for me but yeah I think uh, do you have any like other tips for people working from home or or who want to start start their own business like how to get organized
1: um Definitely making sure, like I said, like Google Calendar, planning everything out, um, and just making sure that you also take time like for yourself because obviously like when you're working from home, like you have you you have the ability to have a lot of distractions, whether it be kids, whether it be animals, people walking around, like you just have to kind of like sit in your own space and prioritize what you want to get done and just do it um, and also just like taking breaks throughout the day, whether it be going for a walk, just like having U time because it can get overwhelming, um, but I just personally like working from home. Just like you, you can do you, like this job, you can do anywhere. Whether I want to go to a cafe, do it at home, you can do it at the beach. Like it's so versatile. Um, but yeah,
0: what's what's your U you time look like?
1: Um. So for me, right as I get up, I take my dog for a walk. Just like watch the sunrise, and that's just like a nice like cleansing thing for me. And then I dive into work. Um, I also like to just go to the gym. I don't normally go on my phone in the gym. So like, I don't post a lot of workout videos just cause it's like me time. Um, I go out, like get coffee, just something where I just don't have to think or like listening to podcasts. That, that's another thing I love.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you have any recommendations for people out there
1: for podcasts? Yeah. Um, I think I was talking to you about it. One of the ones I love is Ed Milet. He's like a motivational speaker. He's pretty much the only one right now that I listen to.
0: Yeah, I said, I did write that down. I have to check him out. One of the things that like I found as I'm doing this podcast, I've been doing it for about a year. Like, I don't like to hear from people who are like already famous or already made it. And I think it's just because like, when The Rock is talking about like, oh, I had seven bucks in my pocket. And it's like, I can't relate to that because you're a fucking billionaire now. Like you can do whatever you want. And I'm the one who's like on unemployment, like struggling to figure it out. So so for me, I've been just trying to like connect with more people, especially like you just kind of getting started and finding out the journey while it's happening instead of like, oh, I did this and maybe I'll come back and talk to you in two or three years and you have a couple hundred clients or your business has taken off. You're doing something else, but I like to have it like right now. These are the cool conversations that, that I get to learn from personally.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's, it's better. And especially cause like, we're like local. I feel like not a lot of people that we may know are into this type of thing like entrepreneurship or like personally for me, my age, um, not a lot of people you know, have a full time job. So I think that's also maybe something that's motivating for other people. Like you don't have to do the typical like nine to five job, like you can do what you want to do. You can create something like I am 22 years old, and I have my own business. So I, I it's, you can do what you want to do Just set your mind to it.
0: Do you feel like you're missing out at all, though, when you're watching your friends kind of go out and, and just no. kind of
1: Not necessarily. Like I was ever since I came back uh, when I transferred schools. I went to Kutztown University originally, and then I switched to Westchester. Um, And when I came home, it was my freshman year, and I kind of like already had the partying out of me. And that's when I started focusing on like weightlifting. So that's kind of been like my outlet for everything. Like I'll go and have drinks a few times, but like I'm I'm over the party scene, so I don't think I'm missing out much. Like I've always been someone who. Is very motivated in the work sense.
0: Do you think you've gotten that from your parents or, or where did that come from?
1: Probably. Yeah. Um, my dad is actually an entrepreneur. He started his own karate business. So he teaches karate um, and he also has a few side jobs as well. My mom does a nine to five job and, you know, they're very work oriented. And I think I got that from them as well. But I'm Just someone who likes to just go all in. And if I'm interested in something, like I'm going to give it my all.
0: Yeah. I think that's cool though, that your dad and you've kind of grown up seeing that, that like there's, there's another way it all depends on what your upbringing's like. But if you have two parents that have a nine to five, then you kind of think, oh, well, you know, I'll just get the degree and I'll do this job that I hate, even though like I'm making a decent amount of money, which it just doesn't have to be like that. And like to anyone out there listening, who's like, who's sitting in their cubicle, who fucking hates (laughs) their job. Like you can do something. And especially now, like you're a great example of that, that if you have time on your hands, even if you don't have that much time, an hour, two hours a day can, can make a tremendous difference.
1: Yeah. And I feel like even, I mean, it's been like this for a while, but a lot of people just feel like you have to go to college and then do a nine to five job. And that's just never something that I've been interested in. And I feel like still a lot of people are pushed to do that. Like I was even talking to someone at the gym yesterday and they were like, oh, you're not going to use your degree. And they were kind of just like shitting on it. And I was just like very confident and blunt. And I was like, no, like somewhat like in my coaching marketing, I'm going to use, but like, I'm not going to do the typical nine to five. And they just kind of like just sat there and were like, oh, well, okay. And I'm like, I feel you're um Criticism, but it kind of like fuels me to work harder.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of people out there. I feel like college is kind of—it's not going away, but it's like more people are finding out that you don't—you don't really have to go if you don't want to. If you, especially like—I mean, you're going to a state school, which is a lot cheaper. I went to a private school, and I had a ton of help from my parents. But I think. Like, if I was 18 right now, I'd be like, fuck college. There's no way. There's no way I'm going to spend thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year. And it's like, the only jobs I can get from this are ones that I'm going to be absolutely miserable in.
1: Exactly. Like, I, I just don't find sitting at a desk all day in a cubicle, like, any bit interesting. Like, I'd rather be working at home and then have the opportunity to, like, carry it to the beach. Like, like I said, like, that's just my like favorite place to go like you can go out to eat and do work at the same time like you don't have to sit down at a desk with like coworkers that you don't even enjoy like that just that's not fun to me
0: yeah that balance is hard though because I'll find myself like all right I'm going to post on Instagram and then I'm like going through stories for 10 minutes and I'm like mm-hmm. I don't even like any of these people yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's, it, it's important to do like a de-cleanse too like for me on social media like I've done it probably twice the past month of just people that I don't really resonate with anymore and who don't um, like I'm not like super good friends with, just like clearing out who I follow and just like mate not replacing, but like following people who I find motivational or in the same like headspace.
0: Do you feel bad about unfollowing people?
1: No, <laughs> not really because i mean if if we're not friends, if we don't talk um and like they they don't. I don't want to say it's like irrelevant, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to put it into words. Like if they don't really do much for me and like my life and my goals, then I don't really see a reason.
0: Yeah. It's, I guess it's like, cause I have a hard time. I have a bunch of friends from high school and like, I love them. I was like great friends with them in high school, but I started unfollowing a bunch of them. Cause I'm like, you're not bringing me any value. And it's, it's no, it's no disrespect to anybody, but it's like, for me, if I'm going to be on this platform, I want to take this seriously. I want to see people who I'm learning from. I'm I'm going to grow from.
1: Yeah, exactly. And plus, like it's it's your business. It's not like a personal, just like have fun page anymore.
0: Yeah. Is there anybody that you like to follow that you would recommend?
1: Um, there's a lot of people. Um, my former, well, actually, the coach I'm going through the business right now. Her handle is fierce to fit so she actually started out um at 18 and she actually grew her business to like six figures so she's like my huge inspiration for the online coaching but yeah i can like give you a list of people and send them after this but like off the top of my head she's like the number one
0: okay cool yeah i think if you're like if you're using that platform you have to use it as business one and then two like motivational like follow people that will feed you not people that are going to take away from you
1: yeah exactly plus like since it is a job like i don't want to be stuck scrolling through instagram just like looking at things like like just random posts like it should be like business oriented for me and like motivational so if like there's my friends like posting things about the weekend like it's just gonna like get me off track and it's like supposed to be about work so it's just the balance of it all
0: do you have like a content schedule that you stick to
1: Um, Yeah, so I do plan it in Google Calendar. So I take my pictures and like most of my videos on Saturdays in the morning. And then, so I'll batch content on both Saturdays and Sundays. And Sundays, I'll normally do like my caption content. That way, you know, during the week when I'm ready to post, I have the picture, I have the caption, and I'll just put it up. So it saves a lot of time.
0: That's good. Yeah, I started doing that recently. And it's such a different. The only thing I suck at grammar, I fuck up every single (laughs) caption. And I'll, I'll try to proofread it. And I'm like, yeah, this looks good. And then my girlfriend's always like, you messed up like four different things.
1: Yep. I've done that a lot on my stories. And like people come at me and I'm like, you know what? (laughs) That's who I am. It's fine.
0: Yeah, it's not like that big a deal. And you do the uh, the daily pour every day. So. I do.
1: That's what a lot of people know me for.
0: <laughs> so, so what is that? Is that espresso?
1: It's just iced coffee. And then I, it's um, like frothed almond milk on top. It's very good. Okay. And everyone knows like I'm a coffeeholic, so it just fits me.
0: Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's good that though, like you have, you have a theme or you have something that people know you for.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I think that's hard to, and especially like people, a lot of business coaches are talking about finding your niche and, And, you know, you might have not thought that coffee was your thing to get people to know you, but it's like, oh, that's a person who does the daily pour every day. So, (laughs) so that's like a good, a good branding strategy for you.
1: Yeah, I think so too. It it just happened like randomly one day and I just like kept doing it every day. And I had a bunch of like, if I missed one day, people would be like, yo, like, where's the daily pour? And I was like, well, shit, I guess I'll just keep doing it.
0: Yeah, you have to do it every day now. (laughs) So I have one final question that I usually end on. And we talked about writing stuff down, writing down goals. And just my last question: if you have one piece of information, one line that basically someone can write on a sticky note, put on their mirror, that's gonna help them become a little bit better today than they were yesterday, what would that be?
1: Um, that is a tough question. I would say gotta think about this one. I would probably to you need to invest your invest in yourself in order to make yourself grow, so like I said before, like it's very hard and it's scary to invest in yourself, whether that be money or time or anything like that. Um, but say you don't do it like that's the risk that you're taking, and you could be way behind of where you where you could have been by investing in yourself. so definitely take the risk, and I personally think it's well worth it because. Like what's, what's, what's going to be the harm in not taking the risk, you
0: know? Yeah. You can, you can always start over. And that's like, a, that's the thing I quit my job and like, there's al- you can always do something. There's a part-time job, or if, it, if it doesn't work out, at least you fucking did it. Like, that's what I tip my hat to anybody who's, who's doing this stuff. And, and it's awesome that you started.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And like time, time will never come back, but money will. So Like you can, you can keep investing in yourself and that money is going to keep coming back to you, but you're going to lose that time if you don't take it.
0: Absolutely. So Paige, this was really fun. Where can people find you on Instagram if they want to work with you?
1: My hash, my hashtag, (laughs) my, (laughs) my Instagram account is P-A-I-I-G-E dot Johnson.
0: All right, sweet. I will get that linked up in the show notes. Is there anything you have in the future? Any, you know, like coaching um stuff you're releasing or ebooks anything like that
1: so right now it's just primarily my one-on-one coaching but i do want to build like a full-time like course that people go through whether that be um through teachable i don't know if you're familiar with that but it's kind of like a powerpoint course so they can learn a bunch of material week to week um while still going through my coaching but that's kind of in the work, so full-time coaching definitely by the end of December and by saying this out loud, it's kind of going to motivate me. So I definitely will make that happen.
0: Cool. And when you get that done, send that to me and I'll definitely, definitely start promoting that on Instagram for you.
1: Cool. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this today. This was awesome.
1: Of course. Thank you for having me.
0: And that does it for this week's episode. Thank you again so much to Paige for coming on the show if you want to reach out to her for coaching or want to follow her on Instagram, it's page.johnson, And that's page with two eyes. That will be linked up in the show notes. So you can head over there. She does a lot of great content. And she is also known for the coffee, like we mentioned. So go follow her for some coffee tips. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. It was a blast. It was really fun and uh, just laid back interview. So I'm hoping to do more like these in the future. If you guys want to support me, support my journey, Make sure to head over to my YouTube channel. That is always linked up in the show notes as well. Subscribe there. There's plenty more content surrounding the podcast over there. And just Instagram at Better Than Yesterday Pod. And if you would, if you guys have time, this would be huge help for me. Head over to iTunes. Leave a five-star rating and a quick review, something you liked about the podcast. That would absolutely mean the world to me. So thank you guys in advance for doing that this week. I appreciate all you, and I will talk to you on Wednesday. Take care.